This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You might assume we're both good at presenting to a live audience because of this podcast. But at the end of the day, when we record, it really feels like we're just talking to one another. Presenting information in person in a formal setting to a large audience is something that still makes us really nervous. To prepare for a live speaking event we're hosting together, we turn to our masterclass subscription to not only refine our presentation skills, but to build our confidence in a different kind of public speaking capacity. Between Robin Roberts, Hillary Clinton, and Kevin Hart's expertise, our confidence skyrocketed. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Don't just talk about improving. Masterclass helps you actually do it. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master negotiate with Chris Voss, think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or plan your dream wedding with celebrity event planner Mindy Wise, Masterclass has you covered. There are over 200 classes to pick from. With new classes added every month, like our latest aha moments from Robin Roberts' effective and authentic communication class that we watched before our event presentation. She taught us how to establish a genuine connection with the audience from the start. I'll always be a little nervous before presenting, but Masterclass prepared us in a way that dialed my nerves down and gave me tools to ground myself. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Get 50% off right now at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists and owners of the therapy group. We're on a mission to make therapy and therapeutic topics more relatable and accessible. So stay tuned, because in order to grow yourself, you gotta know yourself. Great! We're recording. It's raining today. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that's just how you were starting the episode. Do you want me to start the episode that way? It's raining today. (laughs) It is. It's like dark out. It is like really dark here in Westchester, Pennsylvania. Yeah. I'm really feeling the effects of the sun going down earlier. Already? It's barely started. I just have such a reaction to it. Yeah, I know. You're very sensitive to very the sen- Oh, I get one of those lights, you know, and I put it in front you of my desk. One, yes. I put it like right at my window to pretend like the sun's still. <laughs> Does it work? I should just, you know what we should invent? And like you can take this idea. Yes, we'll never me. invent it. Like a full window that can transform into like one of the lights. Like slowly, almost like those glasses that you get, the transitions. Transitional gl- glasses. Can we talk about transitional glasses? Please. Because <laughs> transitional sunglasses. To That's go- what the our sunglasses are one of the funniest things because they never fully, they take such a significant amount of time to fully transition to the other one. That also, Jen, it's going to be very hard for me to take you seriously if you're going to make the decision to drink one of the free rain arousal flavors the entire episode. It's so good. Okay, but we also, in our fridge, we have stock with free rain. We love these drinks. Okay, but you could have chosen energy, but today you happen to have chosen arousal. It's just so good. I know. Listen, I'll control myself. Will you? I don't know. (laughs) Time will tell. (laughs) It's so good. It's grapefruit. It's just, you know, I just like that, that right now at like 9.30 in the morning, 
that's where we're at. Who doesn't need like a quick pick me up of a rassle? Well, let's talk about morning sex. Just kidding. That's not what today's episode about, but we should do an entire episode on morning sex and why I think it's better than night sex. Can you just mention, can you give me like the tidbits of it? Well, by nighttime, I feel a little, I am just so done. You know what I mean? Like after I like put my daughter to bed and I have like already like gotten, you know, when you like get your little spot in your mattress. And you don't want to move. You don't want to move, right? Mm -hmm. So like, so I go into this place of like, oh, like I'm pretty zenned out and I'm like ready to get into sleep mode. And also like sleep takes me a while. So like if I have sex at night, I like sometimes takes me a while to like come down and fall asleep afterwards. Where my husband will just, just pass out, unpass out in one second, no problem. Right. I have like so many things going through my head yes. of like, I oh, I didn't get to do this or I didn't. So my preferred method is morning and or afternoon sex. Interesting. I think afternoon's the move. It is, right? If, you, if you're able to do that in your schedule with, you know, work from home. Well, also in the morning, you know, like your breath smells. Well, okay. You can get up for a quick second and brush your Too teeth. Too much work. <laughs> Once I'm up, I'm gone. You're gone. You're I'm gone. I'm not getting back in. This I like, also I, is not what our this episode is not today. What the episode's about. But here we are. <laughs> the issue is this is why I don't like video. So now we video record. We've been told we have to video record so you can make you know reels and all the other stuff. I I'm very bad at looking at the camera. Me too. Okay. Well, it's weird because it's almost like you have to stare at each other, but also stare. It's like you need your it's eyes. Too much. Go, Hello. Your eyes need to go in two different directions. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> Today's episode, we're gonna well, we're gonna talk a little bit about owning a business, yes, and being women and owning a business, and also being in a helping profession yes. and starting in a helping profession and trying to combine your personal self with your professional self. Yes, I'm using air quotes for those of you who are right, because like, what listening. does a professional self mean? Right. And so and why can't they be combined? And and we've been taught, I guess, because the the direct or indirect very specific directions about professional is looking a certain way and talking a certain way and like what that means to present yourself. Right. And I think, I mean, at least I was taught growing up in a lot of ways that I, you know, I can't get certain piercings. I can't get tattoos. I can't dye my hair because no one's going to hire me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good thing I became my own boss. And you have none of those things. And I also have none of those things. <laughs> But I think about it all the time. It's funny because like I don't even really think about it for the most part. My dad owned his own business. My mom was a private practice therapist. But I feel like I got those more of like people will judge you. Not necessarily that it's professional or unprofessional, but just that like in general, people will judge you if you have those things. Mm. Now as someone who has large tattoos on their body, it's like you don't even think about it. Also, like people probably judge you in a good way. You think? I mean, I see your tattoos and I'm like, they look fucking cool. <laughs> you, Jen, why? We should take an episode. We could record an episode of you getting your first tattoo. Oh God, what do you think? I want. I'm down. I want to right. do it so bad. Yeah. Why don't you do it? What I'm holds so you scared. back? Well, let's talk about it. Okay. What, what holds you what back? What holds now? me back is it's permanent. Yeah. What yes, if, it is. <laughs> what if I change my mind? Yeah. You know, and I'm like, oh God, what was I thinking? But you what i don't love all the tattoos that i have now yeah i don't even think about them or care i have a tattoo on my ribs that i literally always forget about what is it exactly (laughs) exactly it's a saying and i hate it and it doesn't look good and i got it when i was 18 and i don't even think about it or care about it or nothing fucking matters so it won't even matter i don't know it might to you it sure doesn't to me though Mm hmm 
I might still do it. I think you should still do it. I, I'm trying. I, t- I was talking to, I think, my parents recently, and I was saying to them, I'm trying to do all of the things that I think about in my head mm-hmm. that I don't allow myself to do. Like, I'm slowly dyeing my hair purple, which, you know, is a real slow yes, yeah. process. Um, what else? I got eyelash extensions. Yes, you did. Um Whatever. It's it's dumb shit that you're like, gosh, oh, I, sh- I want to try this. And then you just don't do it. And my parents were like, are you like trying to fill your bucket list or something? <laughs> like, should we be worried about you? <laughs> I was like, interesting. <laughs> maybe. Well, I and maybe it's not a bucket list. Maybe it's just like these are things I want to experience in life. And like, what's the worst that's going to happen? Well, I think. I also, think- if you get a tattoo and you hate it, you get to cover it up with something else. Well, exactly. Yeah. Well, I think I think, too. You know, in a lot of ways, I'm like, okay, when this happens, I'll do this. Mm. But like, like wh- what? What am I waiting for? Yeah, like, wait, wait. So, okay, so like, what would happen? I don't like, know. What would you? What are you waiting to fully dye your hair purple for? I I don't know. Why don't you just do it? I'm scared. I tell fear. me. That's what I want to hear, but I want to hear I think fear. If because it's... how much fear holds us back from shit? Yes. So whether that's starting your own business, whether that's showing up authentically for your business, whether that's saying exactly what you want, yes. what is, what's the fear telling you? Well, I think it's just like, what if I hate it? I think that's always my response is like, well, what if I hate it? But like, so what? Yeah. It'll be fine. Right? Like, well, that's why I'm starting to do it. You know, I'm starting to actually like make moves. You are, ever since I've known you, yeah. you are very much dip your toe in to see how it feels kind of gal. Well, well, this is a great segue because when we first started the business. Oh, my Lord. Because Emily, I'm going to dip your toe in, see what it feels like. I'm like, let's fucking cannonball because for a long my, time. I'm, I'll cannonball. But in. when we first started the business, Emily came to me and she was like, we're starting a business. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Like, it takes me, and I tell my husband this, too, it takes me a while to process things. Jen, it took me, like, a year to convince you to take 95 as opposed to 76 to the office. <laughs> like, you would sit in traffic. I was thinking traffic. about that the other day. It was, like, two And I'm like, hours. take 95, 76 I is get, like, all there. Right. I'm so, you're so and right. And then you're like, I took seven. I took I 95. 95. <laughs> that was amazing. Oh, it's so true. So, so it takes me a while to process things. Yes. I have to really think about things. So Emily came to me. She was like, let's start a business. And I was like, no. oh, fuck. You were like, no. I was like, no. I, well, I think I was like, let me, th- I have to think about yes. things. It's hard for me to just say like, yeah. I think, you know what, if I remember. Unless you I give me like one glass of wine. To, that's true. And I'm, yeah. I am in. You know, I think what you said to me is, who's going to come to us? Did I? I think you were like, I but like imposter half, syndrome. You totally did, right? So like when I talk about like fear. Did you have imposter syndrome? I, yes, of <laughs> course I had imposter syndrome. But my larger fear, my biggest fear is getting stuck in a situation where I'm deeply unhappy. Mm. Of feeling like I'm held hostage. Whether that's in an unhappy job or an unhappy relationship or feeling stuck in that way, that fear is way more powerful than the fear of like not being liked or not working out. Mm. I think, yeah, I I mean, that's a good one. I should just try to like manifest that fear and make it a little bit bigger. Right. I mean, like, okay, so like it definitely took a long time for a business to take off. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think. Yeah. Like it really took a a while for success. I remember we were sitting in my room in that like on Rodman do you remember that yes you, you're that house on Rodman that you house on, I didn't yes. have a door and people would just like walk into you my didn't room have and a door. <laughs> and which we, you're the worst person to not have a door 100 percent I love mean privacy. It, it was just triggering all yes. of my like childhood stuff um but I, do you remember we were sitting on my couch and we got our first call ever ever 
and they had seen our sign outside or something. And you said to me, you're like, this is a sign that this is going to work. Yeah. You didn't believe me. No, I think I did in at that the time. Moment, then you trusted And me. then maybe the day later. I but you like, want to know what? I didn't know if it was going to work. I, I just sure as shit knew I had to say that because I had to get you to buy in. You're good. It's good. I don't I, really know if I thought it was going to work at the time either. But I definitely knew, one, I can't lose the business partner. And two, I like, yeah, like this is like this has to happen. So like I have to tell myself and I'll do that to myself a lot. Like I tell myself like, no, no, no. This is going to work. work. Like I like I don't, you say it very confidently. Which is great. That's like we went on a hike on Monday. Monday we did. We took a mental health. We took an intentional mental health day. And Emily saw these like huge boulder rocks and decided it was a great idea for us to just like walk okay, well, over them. Did we have a choice? There was a river. We had to either walk all the way and hike back around three miles or we had to go across this river. <laughs> but Emily was like hopping over these rocks leading the way and she seemed so confident. And by the time we got to the stairs, we got over them. She was like, oh, no, I didn't know if we were going to be able to do that at all. <laughs> <laughs> but your confidence was so wonderful. I so really take really fake it to make it to the next level. But I think that's a big part of business, of running a business, right? Like I don't or think working for yourself. Talk about fake it till you make it enough. Right? Cuz we really faked it till we made it. Like and I just had to believe this was going to work out. And I guess also because I was like it's going to work out in whatever way it's supposed to work out. I wasn't sure if it was going to work out in terms of like us having all these clients or like whatever, but I knew that like this was going to develop into something somehow. Mm-hmm. And there was no way I and I also knew that I would deeply regret it if, if we I didn't. didn't. And that's a big thing for me is I think that like we've talked a little bit about like, you know, guilt is a feeling. Regret is like a thing that happened. Mm. And, like, I knew that I was, like, going to regret if I ended up working for someone else and then seeing them succeed and making them money that I was not going to be happy in that. Mm. Anyone else feeling like the mental load of making dinner, the planning, the shopping, the prep, figuring out the timing? (laughs) It's a little heavy to carry, huh? Same. That's why I am so grateful for Hungry Root. The food quality, simple recipes, true tastiness, and delivery right to my door is truly a game changer. When getting started, you take a fun, short quiz and Hungry Root will get to know you, what you like to eat, and more. Then they'll build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to use. So you can sit back, relax, and offload the many steps of meal planning. Each order is fully customizable so you can take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high-quality meat and seafood, healthy snacks, smoothies, sweets, ready meals, kids' snacks and meals, vitamins, supplements, much more. My favorite item from my latest box was the honey citrus chopped salad, lemon pepper chicken, and the four cheese tortellini. you got to try it for yourself. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's got to taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole trusted ingredients. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Shrink Chicks listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash Shrink Chicks to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash Shrink Chicks. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. 
I am thrilled that the weather is finally warming up here in Philly. I went to switch out my closet the other day from my fall winter wear to my spring summer wear and noticed that I very much needed a refresh. So thank goodness for Quince that allows me to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I refresh my closet with the high-waisted linen shorts that come in multiple colors and patterns, the comfiest cotton tees, and my latest favorite, the smocked mini dress. And don't miss out on their accessories. Quince has the coolest sunglasses and 14 karat gold jewelry to complete any look. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, making me feel even better about my purchases. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash shrinkchicks for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash shrinkchicks to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash shrinkchicks. So mine's not fear. I guess maybe it's fear it's of regret. fear of something else. It's, yeah, it's yes, it's fear of something else. It's avoidance of something. Well, you know. <laughs> well, you know how people say because I think that this is how I kind of function with fear. Fear is that like you feel the fear, but you do it anyway. Yes, and that was the That's, same thing with the podcast. Yes. And, and that was me with, with the boulders. Business. Same thing with anything is yeah. that you feel the fear, but you still do it because you also prove to yourself in those moments that even though you have this fear, the fear is not a signal that you can't accomplish something. Yeah. yeah. And for someone like me, where fear is like very, really holds you back. Mm-hmm. And I think so often when we have that fear, like our thought is, well, I can't do this, right? Like I, I, I won't be able to accomplish this. When really the fear is just a feeling and you can still do it. And it's so interesting that there's a massive thunderstorm right I now. I feel like it was good yeah. background noise for like. <laughs> As feel. Jen is talking about fear. Also, also I have a great segue. Thunder is coming down. I have a yes, great tell segue yes. that. I was terrified of natural disasters growing up. I feel like that does not surprise me at all. We, our you. house got struck by lightning. Oh my God, I didn't know that. Yeah. All of our windows lit up blue. And I was like probably six years old and me and my brother were screaming we're going to die because he was like very dramatic. And then I just like copied anything that he did. So we were just screaming we're going to die. Nothing really happened. Um, And also my mom was very fearful of thunderstorms. She would make us, and this was before lightning hit our house, she would make us put on rubber shoes and go to the basement. Oh, shit. I know. So, like, no wonder I was scared of natural disasters. I was like, put your rubber shoes on. Don't take a bath. Apparently, if you take a bath, you can get electrocuted. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah. So, like, talk about your mom. Anxiety. But, yeah, like, talk about, like, your mom sort of, like, putting her anxiety, like, right on to you guys. Oh, yeah. And, okay, so that goes, right? So, if we grew up in a family that was, like, very into being professional, right? Like, some family. Okay. So, like, everyone knows I curse a lot. So, like. Everyone's always like, oh, aren't you worried your daughter's going to curse? And I'm like, no, I truly don't give a fuck. Like, because like if my daughter starts cursing, first of all, I believe that words are words, right? If she's cursing at somebody. That's a problem. Fuck you. No, I'm absolutely not okay with that. And that's, but that's not what you're modeling. No, I you know, would never, just, ever address somebody in that term. I also think when you hold back and say like, you can't do this, they're going to do it way more. I just feel like 
I can't. You, you know what I mean? Just I just. Part of your I don't believe that like saying fuck when you stub your toe or like damn it. It's like you know what I mean. Like I don't think those are bad words. I think those are just words and like we choose what we give words power mm-hmm. to. If it's at somebody, it's very different, right? Like we don't ever use words to right. hurt somebody. That's like that is a problematic in our home. But so like yeah, like I don't particularly care if my kid curses. I don't blame you. Right? Also, like, also, but people are going to, people really do not like when I say a that. A little kid cursing is adorable. It's the cutest thing. But she doesn't. And like, how do you not She laugh? actually doesn't. You know what I mean? You For how much that like we do in our home, like she does not Cause, at all. Because you're not, it's not a. It's not that interesting to her. Because it, it's not like a word that you're like, ooh, don't say that. You know, like yeah. kids want to grab onto things. So I'm an, I don't know if you know I'm an expert. <laughs> you are. <laughs> um, but kids want to grab onto things that you say like, don't touch that. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like if someone says like, ooh, don't touch that plate it's hot you're like oh i'm gonna touch that yeah right same thing with like curse words when you're like your cactus cactus metaphor exactly and so you know i think when you say to a kid you can't do that they're gonna do it more yeah okay so whether it's cursing or wearing rubber boots Like, we get all of these messages from our parents, right? And a lot of those is, like, how we show up in a workplace. If I grew up with parents who wore a suit to work or, you know what I mean, like, wore a uniform, like, any of these things, right? There's, like, a very specific professional manner. Mm -hmm. Should you go into work and punch her in the boss in the face? Probably not. Now, That does sound unprofessional. Unless you're, like, a boxers. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, if any boxers were listening... I know we have a large boxer we do a, audience. We do. I think we do have a large boxing audience. So just MMA fighting, maybe. We do. So, <laughs> yes. All right. But like, right. So like when we talk about like professional versus not professional, mm-hmm. professional versus personal, personal versus professional. Remember we used to do that? Yeah, that was fun. And then we went to MMA. We could do that again. Time. Um, but I think that there's a part of like where, one, what did we learn? And then also what does society tell you, especially like what is different for women versus men? I was thinking that just be like I felt it. I knew it was right? going to come out of your mouth. So we did an Instagram live a while ago, right, where somebody felt that we were very unprofessional because mm-hmm. we had glasses of wine. But for the record, if any two men were doing that and they had beers and it was off work hours and it wasn't in a professional setting. No one would ever say anything. Nobody would say shit. Because we were having fun. And, like, the bigger part was, like, they were upset that we were having fun. Well, I, I also think that we have a very specific model that we're building as mm-hmm. therapists. And I think that this is why we love to talk about this. Yeah. Because part of being a therapist is connecting on a very human level. And so we get a lot of these mixed messages of, okay, you're supposed to connect on this human level, but like, don't be human, <laughs> right? Like, but like, don't, don't fully be yourself. Yes, don't, yeah. But like, connect with them on this human level. Yes. Like, how are we, I remember in grad school, I forget if I've ever said this, that we were talking about um, like greeting a client and I would say, and I always say this because like, I really do feel it where you're mm-hmm. like, hey, it's great to see you. We were told to not say that. We were told to not Do say not, that because when they were saying, in, it's not about you. When you walk in, the, they told us, this is what they told you. When somebody was in the waiting room, yeah. just say, come come back, come on back. Or just like, yeah, you just like gesture. wave them over. <laughs> you gesture with your hand and wave them on over. But listen, I... I walk out to every person and say, I'm so happy to see you. I'm too. genuinely happy yeah, to see them. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm actually very happy to see them. It doesn't mean they have to be happy, but no. like, yeah. So, so that's, and that's, that is what's confusing is Mm -hmm. because, and we talk about this in like kind of the old Freudian psychodynamic model, the therapist is supposed to be a blank slate and 
so but but we were also taught come from like a one down position connect with them like from a human level and so like how do you connect those two yeah it's impossible and so i think that even when we were younger and learning this like we really questioned that a lot but you know what's funny is like when we got this really bad comment from somebody do you remember what the thing that they said in there was that they are also a woman who owns a business and there's no way our business will last the way that we're doing it. Hmm. I mean, here's the thing. We're going to be, our business is going to work for some people and it's not going to work for others. But that also made me really sad. Yeah. That that person did not feel that they could like have fun and be lighthearted yeah. and also and be st- successful as a woman in business, yeah. right? Like, And that's really what I heard from that was like, I've never gotten to like relax and have fun at this. Yeah. Like that you feel like you have to have it together at all times. That seems so unattainable to me and especially within motherhood right like Mm. so like the past few weeks i haven't had like consistent childcare, and so like it's been been so funny (laughs) um and so last week you and nikki came to my house nikki watched millie as i like that is like what actual community care is when we talk about we talked about emily nagowski's book about burnout and she talks about that the answer to burnout is not self-care it's community care Mm. that was a prime example of what community care is that's so great and that only comes from being open and honest of like i don't have childcare, and like here's like here's what we have to get done like could you guys just come do it from my yeah. house well and i think too that when you have the space to be able to like be fully yourself mm-hmm. in all aspects of your life it's less exhausting yes right yes and because you know the feeling where you feel like you have to put it on <sighs> and when you're putting it on and by the end of the day you're you've like died a little inside yeah, yeah i felt that when i was a waitress oh because you had to fake it so oh much. my god yes i yeah. have never died inside so much but when as therapists and as business owners yeah. and doing our podcast the thing that feels the most energizing is just to be able to be ourselves yes but i think it's in some ways you know because it's our business and maybe I'm wrong, it's it's easier for us to be able to do this where, like, if you're a woman in a corporate male-dominated it, job. Okay, like, I always think about, like, my husband's an engineer, right? It is all men, except for, like, two women there. Yeah. And all the time I think about, like, wow, like, that must be so different. Where, like, in our office space, mm-hmm. there's three men that work here, and it's all women. <laughs> And also, like, if someone comes in and they're like, I've had a really rough day, like, and, and they start crying, we're, we're like, oh, Hugging my God, come here. We're like, you know, if you go into a corporate that, yeah. job and but, you're like, I've okay, had a rough so, day. Okay, but so, like, so then I, that's an interesting conversation about, like, if, if a workplace is run by men versus women, like, who is in power and what does that look like? And how do you create a space that that creates a level of safety for people to be able to be themselves and say listen my child was up all night I had no you know I had no one to help me I'm exhausted yes I don't want to be here today and really feel like you can say that and also get your work done but like not have to put on a face in a lot of ways and I think that's a good thing to think about like if people that are listening that are business owners or are running something like how do you make it safe for people to come to you right like i think that that greatly matters is like what are our values and this really is about like how do what are your values and morals as an organization Mm -hmm. i think one of the things that we try to do with our clinicians is be really honest ourselves about where we are yeah 
right? Like if, you know, we we spent a week where we took off all of our clients and we met with all of our clinicians just, just to check in with them and see how they're doing. And, you know, throughout the pandemic, like it's burned a lot of clinicians out. And it's so we, chaos. It's yeah. chaos. And so we talk to them and we say, listen, we get it. Like we were there. Like, why don't you give yourself a little bit of a break? Yeah. Because I think in a lot of ways, as we were taught to come from a one down position with our clients, that we've also taken that into our business. And I think that, you know, when you're kind of in a manager role or you're in a supervisory a role, supervisory somebody, yeah. role to be able to come down, come to it from not from like a power position, which I think a lot of this corporate structure puts in place mm-hmm. to be able to come come to it from like a one down position. Like, listen, I was where you are. And I get it, like this is really hard. Let me see if I can help you or let me see what that, you know, like to, to be able to come to everything from like a humanistic one down perspective, I think is so helpful and gives people space to be able to talk about what they're going through. Yeah. Did you know that billions of plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles end up in landfills every year? I used to contribute to that waste, constantly buying single-use plastic cleaning products without giving it much thought. But then I discovered Blueland, and it has been a game changer. Blueland has helped me eliminate the need for single-use plastic and the products I reach for the most. They are reinventing cleaning essentials. Their approach is simple yet revolutionary. Refillable cleaning products with a sleek design that not only looks great on your counter, but also reduces plastic waste significantly. What I love most is the convenience. With Blueland, I never worry about running out of cleaning supplies or lugging bulky bottles from the store. From hand soap to toilet bowl cleaner to laundry tablets that each smell incredible, all Blueland products are made with clean ingredients you can feel good about. I was blown away when I received my first Blueland order. I immediately filled the bottles with water and their tablets, which was so easy to try everything out. And the ingredients are clean, the scents are refreshing, and the packaging is just so cute. Blueland is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine. If you're ready to make a positive change for the planet without sacrificing cleanliness or convenience, Blueland has you covered. Blueland has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash shrinkchicks. You won't want to miss this. Blueland.com slash shrinkchicks for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash shrinkchicks to get 15% off. A really fun fact about me that you might not know is that if I let my hair dry natural, it is a frizzball mess, which is one of the many reasons I absolutely love pros. I truly never thought that I would be able to embrace my natural hair texture. Ever since I switched to a custom hair routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Less frizzy hair, yes, but beyond that too. My hair is shinier, healthier, and so much more manageable. Filming the podcast every week makes checking out my hair unavoidable, and I felt so much more confident on camera thanks to pros. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do. The custom shampoo and conditioner combo, plus the hydrating leave-in conditioner and hair oil keeps the frizz at bay. It also makes for the smoothest blowout. People keep asking me if I got my hair cut or went to the salon, which is, of course, the highest compliment. Pros isn't just better for you, it's better for the planet. They're certified B Corp cruelty-free and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. I used this feature when I moved to my temporary house in New Jersey, back to my house house post-construction project in Pennsylvania. Environmental factors like water source is something that Pros takes into consideration with their customization 
location. So it was very cool that I had the ability to update my location. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin, and they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash chicks. So you get a free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash chicks. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash chicks. I think it's, um, if you sit here and say like, why does it make me uncomfortable to be myself in a professional setting? Mm -hmm. What's the risk? In some places, it's really not. And also, we're talking about this as two white women. If you are specifically a black woman or a woman of color, this might feel a lot less safe and it might actually be a lot less safe, right? So is it safe for me physically and emotionally to be myself and be more authentic at work or is it really not and if it's not is that okay for me some people are happy to compartmentalize right some people are good at it yes they're so good at it and they want it that does not work for us but some people have no problem this is and so that's what we talk about like this is the importance of knowing yourself yes of knowing which one works for me because you don't have to go into work and be best friends with everyone you work right. with work can just be a fucking paycheck and that's it and i don't care and i have my hobbies on the side i have my friends on the side and that's what matters to me so one is it safe in that environment and do i even want that mm. right like for me i want to be able to like have all my tattoos showing and dye my hair whatever color i want and do all these things but oh he's gonna kill me but like ben who's here is full he's fuck gonna he's gonna kill, kill me sorry ben who's fully and he edits, tatted, this. And he edits this and he who fully is tied up who always has it covered right always well covered up right that's, that's more, more that's and i think him. that's his more comfortable right and ben you and, can edit this out if we're wrong <laughs> <laughs> or you can now the insert your own edit, right uh, ooh, um, audio ooh, that's good i Shut told ben i want to i want to bring him on for an episode what I, I'm sure a lot of people, if we did a segment of Ask the Man. Ask the Man. Don't you think? Uh, absolutely. People would be very interested to see, like, especially people that are, like, struggling to connect if they have Ask a male the partner. Ask the Man therapist. Ask the Man. <laughs> I think we should do the intro for it. Ask the Man. Is that it? <laughs> no. No. It's not it. God, no. I don't think anyone's going to listen. <laughs> I don't think anyone's listening already. I know. I think should we do that thing where we send out like those uh, like a present if people are still listening to this? <laughs> no, because then Nikki every time like, Nikki's face was like, please don't do that because every she time she has to send out all the shit. <laughs> she spent so much time with FedEx. She, like, knows Nikki the FedEx literally people. just she just asked Jen said that literally went I no no <laughs> in the background. But if you did our e course and you liked it and you want to give us a testimony, we'll send you free merch. Oh yeah. And Nikki's willing to do that. It, Nick, she said yes. All right. She did give us a heads up on that. Okay. So let's talk about like in a business setting, professional. Another thing let's talk about is like your space. Oof. Now, if you're in an office setting in a cubicle, some people want to have nothing up. And also, it, this is about safety, right? Like if you have, if you want to have pictures of your family or pictures of your children, specifically like as a woman, and then people use that against you. Mm. And I think that can happen. Absolutely. So like safety should always come first. I also think, you know, I'm just thinking about kind of a corporate setting that it's easy to, you know, I think people gossip and I think that there it, it almost breeds this like, okay, well, mm-hmm. I have to, I have to separate yeah. my personal self from my professional self because it gives people more like ammunition in yes, a way. Yeah. 
Well, okay, let's take Dr. Lindsay here. Yes. Dr. Lindsay is going to come on and do a few episodes at some point. Um, one of our amazing clinicians, Dr. Lindsay Haston, who also works for the New Jersey prison system. Now, there is a very different thing where she has to, one, has specific regulations about what she can wear in for mm-hmm. safety issues, right? And certain ways of how she presents herself. She's the, one of the funniest people I've ever met, but you know she's not being that funny at work. Right? right? I don't know. I think she might be. She might be? It's. I think she's, I would say she's probably one who like. Can, se- she can separ- do it. She can do it. She can do right? it, right? That, like she very much melds it together. I think it's almost a learned skill. Yes. And I think that part of that learned skill is relinquishing imposter syndrome. And also, don't forget, learning means also having mistakes. There you go. You'll fuck up with this. You're going to fuck it up. I do it all the time. But I think that, you know, with imposter syndrome that I think comes when you start anything new, Mm -hmm. when you're younger and you haven't been in the business world or you haven't been doing something for a long time, that our kind of default protective mechanism is like, oh, I'm just going to be very professional Mm-hmm. right and i'm gonna put on this face and i mean that's every person that interviews for us exactly like okay and we're they, like we're like crack a joke yeah we're yeah we're like we want to see you and meet you but like they don't know if that's safe they don't know if it's right. gonna be held against them we should send them this episode before they interview okay what do we want them to know be themselves but what if some people don't know how to do that professionally? Right. To say that in the interview. Right. I am working on my professional identity. I'm working identity. on I'm still being figuring able out. to feel comfortable being myself. Yeah, professionally, right? Professionally. I think that's a really valid thing. And I think saying that really matters. And I think, too, when we have imposter syndrome, yeah. I think an easy thing that we gravitate towards is, like, what's everyone else doing? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, what are they doing? How do I compare myself to yeah. them? You know, they're successful. And the way that they became successful yeah. is, like, being this professional, whatever. And then we look at ourselves and say, well, I'm not like that. And and really, most people are faking it until they make it. Yes, yes. And you just don't know it. But And I do think that part of this is also being two white women mm, in middle yes. class situations, yep. right? As opposed to like, if you are a black woman coming in, you being yourself might actually be um, like, di- like discriminated against in the office. Absolutely. It wouldn't feel safe. Yes, it wouldn't feel safe, Mm -hmm. right? And so that's when you have to think about, like, what are the values and morals, the values. I almost put that together. We can add them in. The values. The values and morals of the organization and the place that I'm working for. Because you're making somebody money. Yes. Whatever you're doing is making somebody somewhere money. So you better like that person. Or at least it better be good enough for you that you feel valued to be providing that yes. service or feel connected to what they're doing feel yes. connected to the brand and i think that that's something we try to do as much as possible mm-hmm. is make sure our clinicians know that they're valued because they really are Ugh, well they're the best people they're the actually world. every time we have a meeting with them we're like we are so lucky, so lucky. we're so we love lucky. them yes we love them and like they're giving such good care to other yes. people and like living out this. in two weeks we're having a we're having an outdoor we rented an outdoor movie theater to come to my house to, so to, to have a scary movie night for halloween I'm so excited. i really wanted to dress up okay yeah, nobody else wanted to. emily was not into that no okay it wasn't just me at the meeting and everyone's <laughs> everyone wants sweatpants bro. i'm just gonna blame it on you it's definitely me i'm gonna wait till i show up in full costume and then you can't say shit what would you wear a ghost and i'll just wear a sheet over <laughs> that's a full costume man 
I will fucking die if you show up with a sheet and two holes. Done. <laughs> All right. Dear Em and Jen, pull it out, babe, because you know I never know where my cell phone is. <laughs> I know. We actually haven't been able to find We haven't been able to find my cell phone all morning. Ages. So, Jen, we'll have to read off the Dear Em and Jen. Okay. Dear Em and Jen. <laughs> <laughs> how do I feel more aroused by drinking a beverage at 9, 9.30 in the morning? Sorry. I have to say, the arousal has just, I am amped up right now from that free read. Dear Em and Jen, any tips on dealing with my significant other's toxic family? His parents got married at 18, Mormon, and are currently going through a very toxic divorce after 20 years. It's so sad. His mom has just recently discovered alcohol and goes out often. Dad has completely disappeared and quickly found a new girlfriend that he lives with now. There are a lot of fights and name calling. Both parents have the emotional maturity that I did when I was a freshman in college. Any tips on being caught in the middle of all this crossfire as a significant other? So first, you need to read children of emotionally mature parents. Oof. Right? Yeah. That's what, like, I really, like, to, like, to get, like, a full rating, I highly recommend children of emotionally mature parents. I like that she identifies, like, they had the emotional maturity of when I was a freshman in college. Because maybe these people do. If you were to think about them as 18-year-olds, would their behavior make sense to you? Mm. And probably, maybe part of, like, this, like, reverting back is, like, if you get married at 18, and if you're in a very, like, purity culture religion, you may have missed specific parts of your, develop- like, emotional you development. stuck there. Right? So, it sort of sounds like they're now replaying back those early 20s. Is there one, a way to have empathy and understanding for them, which I know might be difficult because you have anger, right? And saying like, okay, if I was to think about these as somebody who were like two 18-year-olds who were going through party phases and dating phases and maybe bad fights, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of, that's what I was doing when yes, I was 18 yeah. in college, right? I would not say my relationships were very healthy. No, definitely not. I was like getting <laughs> wasted and screaming at my boyfriend Absolutely. in the street. <laughs> that was the thing to do is scream at your boyfriend in the street. I was drunk. I was drinking and too much. And you'd see other people screaming at their boyfriend. Yeah. And you'd be like, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Totally That's what I think, it. right? Yeah. And like, so like, I think that like, if you would say about it that way, but how do you then also set the appropriate boundaries to not let it affect you too much? Of course, it's going to affect you. One, how do you have empathy and understanding? And then also say, but we don't need to be involved in this. Mm-hmm. But if you remember at 18, if anyone set a boundary to you, it felt like rejection. Don't forget that. Mm. at 18 years old if a friend set a boundary with you it felt like a big fuck you so when you set a boundary with them they are not going to be happy right and i think talking about setting a boundary around your relationship too right where the two of you can talk together about what kind of boundary do we want to set together what does this look like how do we communicate it to kind of make sure because i think it's so easy to let outside external influences Mm -hmm. especially if they're your significant other's family infiltrate your relationship and that's the really what you want to protect is your relational bond yes and i think this thing is like if somebody's coming from any type of um very conservative culture they also might be trying to figure out who they are with a ton of shame and when you are like battling that internally you often become very reactive because you're like always pulled in different directions Right. right so like one part of me has anger that I lost my 20s and 30s. And the other part of me feels shame that I'm feeling this way. And so I also don't want to admit that because fuck that other person and screw them. And I'm just going to be mad there, right? So like you're seeing like actual human development play out. It's beautiful. You can be like an anthropologist. An anthropologist. So let's talk about objective observing, 
Oof. So what you might have to do in a situation like this is to try to take a stance of objective observing, to not get involved, to think about yourself as an observer. Let's go very Jane Goodall and the apes here. Anthropologist. Anthropologist, right? To observe, to understand what's happening. It doesn't mean you have to get involved to have an opinion. It means that you just witness what's occurring here. Mm. You can support your partner, but you also need to get your partner on board with this as well. I wonder too, you know, that my first thought that came up for me is, um, you know, if in your family, right, like in, in your family of origin, if there everyone is like, you know, jump, if there's a lot of enmeshment in the family and everyone's jumping in trying to solve these problems, there's a lot of emotional reactivity. Mm-hmm. Then you very easily bring that into your understanding of someone else's family. Yeah. Where there's this expectation of like, I have to jump in and I have to do something about this. Right. And I think with the objective observer, another thing that, you know, you're kind of saying is to be able to take a step back and say, like, this is not actually your something that you have to take control of. You can kind of step back and say, well, like, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. Right. Like you don't have to be pulled into the system. So I think in wanting to be pulled into the system, I wonder, like in, in your family of origin, what did it mean for people to get upset and reactive? Great point. And what did that do in the family? Mm-hmm. And how might that be playing out in your understanding of what your role is mm-hmm. with your significant other's family? Yeah, absolutely. So empathy, boundaries, observation. Beautiful. Hey, it's good to see you. If you liked this episode, which you probably didn't, frankly, it was all over the place. <laughs> but um, if you decided <laughs> that you did like this episode... <laughs> send it to someone who might like it as well we always appreciate a five-star review if it's one you could just keep that opinion to yourself you can uh follow rate review um subscribe to us uh it's follow on apple Podcasts. subscribe on all of the other amazing places you listen to your podcast um and hey to know yourself hey wait hey to grow yourself you, you gotta, gotta know, know yourself, yourself. we'll see you next week Welcome to Raw Beauty Talks. I'm your host, Erin Trelor. Ready to peer behind the highlight reel and all those polished pictures of the world's biggest influencers and wellness experts? We're gonna uncover what beauty, health, and wellness truly means in today's world. Warning though, there will be no surface level conversations here. As someone who really struggled with disordered eating and negative body image after trying to check all those be healthy boxes, I became a health coach because I'm passionate about redefining health and wellness so that it's less about the weight on the scale and more about how we feel. I truly believe how you feel on the inside reflects out into every aspect of your life. So if you're ready to go below skin deep to tap into a whole other level of wellness, you're in the right place. Let's pull back the curtain for some raw beauty talks.